Section 17 of Guelphs and Ghibellines by Oscar Browning. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 12. The Mercenaries, Perugia and Siena, Florence and Pisa, Urban V, Charles IV, and Gregory XI, Part 2. The English company arrived at Pisa on July 18, 1363. It consisted of 2,500 horsemen and 2,000 foot. Filippo Villani informs us that their cavalry was reckoned by lances, each lance consisting of three horsemen bound together by strict ties of association. They used their horses to transport them to the place of conflict, but they usually fought on foot. They were covered with impenetrable armor. They wore a sword and a dagger at their side. Two men supported the huge lances as they advanced in serried phalanx with loud cries. Each horseman was attended by one or two pages whose business it was to polish their master's armor until it shone like a mirror. This was the first time that horsemen had been seen in Italy to fight on foot. They cared nothing for the cold of winter and did not go into winter quarters. For the assault of walls they carried with them short ladders of not more than three rungs each, which could be securely fastened together. In this way they could reach the summit of the highest wall, whilst the ladder never overtopped the parapet so as to be thrown down into the ditch. In the spring of 1364 the Visconti made peace with their enemies, as we shall see later on, and Galeazzo was able to send to the Pisans the German company of Baumgarten, consisting of three thousand cuirassiers or barbuti, so that the Pisans had a larger army at their disposal than any prince in Italy had ever had before. They now hoped to make an advantageous peace with the Florentines, but they in their turn called in the De La Stella, or Star Company, of mercenaries from Provence. This company, however, being bribed by the Visconti, never arrived. The Pisans gave the command of their troops to a famous Englishman called in the Italian histories Acuto or Agudo, but as we are also told that his name signified Falcone in Bosco, or Hawk in the Wood, we may infer that his name was John Hawkwood. He was born in Sybil Headington in Essex, where the tower of the church built by him still shows the emblem of a hawk in the wood, and a hospital endowed by his will in order to atone for any sins he may have committed in his eventful life, still exists. His tomb is also to be seen in Sybil Headington Church, enriched by armorial bearings. He had gained a considerable reputation in the French wars, and had a good reputation for honesty, although Filippo Villani says of him that he was a great master of war, but, like most of his trade, as cunning as a fox. Also Graziani, another Florentine chronicler, says of him, he endured under arms longer than any one ever endured, for he endured sixty years, and he well knew how to manage that there should be little peace in Italy in his time, and every land was, as it were, tributary to him, and woe to those men and people who trust too much to men of that stamp, for men and communes and all cities live and increase by peace. But these men live and increase by war, which is the undoing of cities, for they fight and become of naught. In them is neither love nor faith. 
he spent the greater part of his life in the service of florence and the florentines after his death painted his effigy on horseback on the walls of our lady of the flower under the command of hawkwood who had with him a considerable number of english soldiers the two companies marched up to the walls of florence and ravaged its territories and even danced round their watchfires on the top of the hill of fiesole so that they could be seen by the whole city after this hawkwood devastated the territory of arezzo cortona and siena and returned to pisa by the way of the valdelza the florentines succeeded in corrupting the greater part of these mercenaries so that they deserted the service of pisa except john hawkwood who remained with twelve hundred englishmen he was beaten by the florentines in a battle near cascina in the neighbourhood of pisa the pisans now changed their government electing giovanni danielo one of their citizens as doge he was supported by the party of the raspante and by bernabo visconti and he had secured the adhesion of hawkwood by a large sum of money he was inaugurated on august thirteenth thirteen sixty four and a fortnight later peace was concluded between florence and pisa by the good office of pope urban v the successor of innocent the sixth the florentines were restored to all their ancient privileges in the port of pisa the castle of pietra buona was given up to them and the pisans agreed to pay the florentines a hundred thousand gold florins in ten years ten thousand each year in a golden cup on the eve of the feast of st john the events which next engage our attention are the temporary return of pope urban v to rome and the second expedition of the emperor charles the fourth into italy innocent the sixth had died on september twelfth thirteen sixty two his successor was the sixth pope who had reigned at avignon since clement v transported the sea to france in thirteen o five the pope had bought the sovereignty of avignon from queen joanna of naples and it continued with the county of venaison as part of the papal possessions till it was incorporated with france at the beginning of the french revolution it is not necessary to dwell on the corruption of the papal court or the contempt with which it was treated by italians the long war between the pope and the visconti and the frequent excommunications launched against the family did not prevent them from holding the supremacy of northern italy and contracting alliances with the noblest families of europe but avignon had ceased to be a safe residence the conclusion of the peace of bretigny had left the country a prey to hordes of mercenaries the jacquerie the rising among the peasantry also contributed to render it insecure urban made a virtue of necessity and in thirteen sixty five arranged with charles the fourth his return to the holy city at the same time higher motives were not altogether absent italy was now devastated by four companies of mercenaries the german company of baumgarten the english company of hawkwood the company of the star which the florentines had invited from provence and the company of st george which one of the visconti had taken into his pay the pope formed the idea of liberating italy from this scourge by turning all the mercenaries against the turks whose advance was becoming formidable 
urban wished to hold a congress at bologna to concert measures for the execution of this plan we find st catherine of siena one of the most interesting personalities of the middle ages strongly in favour of this crusade she wrote to john hawkwood perhaps in thirteen sixty o dearest and sweetest brother in christ jesus it would be a great thing if you could turn your attention a little towards yourself and consider what troubles and fatigues you have endured in the service and pay of the devil now my soul desires that you should take the pay and the cross of christ crucified together with all your followers and companions so that you may be a company of christ to go against the infidel dogs who spurn our holy place where our first great truth reposed and endured death and pains for us it is some credit to hawkwood that st catherine should have written to him thus indeed she implies in the letter that he had already promised to undertake the enterprise st catherine bernicosa was born at siena in thirteen forty seven she entered the order of the female dominicans in thirteen sixty two and lived a retired life of prayer and meditation till thirteen sixty eight when she began to take an interest in public affairs she died at siena in thirteen eighty in the odor of sanctity her memoirs were written by her confessor fra raimundo of capua the poet petrarch addressed the pope in language not less eloquent than that of st catherine urging him to quit avignon which was the seat of every vice and iniquity and to betake himself to rome where he would find himself in the company of peter of paul of stefano of lorenzo of sylvester of gregory of jerome of agnes of sicilia and of many thousands and thousands of saints who confessed the faith of christ and subsequently laid down their life for it the pope and the emperor had engaged to meet together in italy in may thirteen sixty six but the emperor found himself obliged to put off his journey for a year the pope leaving avignon on april thirtieth thirteen sixty seven embarked at marseilles on vessels furnished by queen joanna venice and pisa and after a few days sojourn at genoa landed at corneto on june fourth not far from the port of civitavecchia which was then in the hands of francesco da vico here he was received by cardinal albonoth who was able to assure him that during the fourteen years tenure of his office as legate he had reduced the whole of the territory of st peter to obedience on his arrival in italy albonoth had found only two castles which acknowledged the authority of the pope monte fiascone and monte falco now the pope was obeyed by all the towns of ravenna of the marches of umbria and of the old patrimony the cardinal presented the pope with a wagon full of the keys of towns and castles now just when his work was completed he died on august twenty fourth thirteen sixty seven his last act was to organize a new league against the visconti consisting of the emperor the pope the king of hungary the lords of padua ferrara and mantua and strange to say of joanna queen of naples albornoz was also a great lawgiver the egidian constitutions promulgated by him in a parliament of the marches in thirteen fifty seven were recognized by sixtus the fourth and were current in the states of the church till eighteen sixteen 
the emperor charles the fourth arrived at coneliano in may thirteen sixty eight and reached padua on the seventeenth of that month he was accompanied by a large army but he does not appear in this second journey to have improved the bad reputation which he left by his first expedition his first exploit was to make peace with the visconti whom all italy and even europe was eager to attack luca as we know had always felt an affection for him it was at this time subject governed as we have said above by doge agnolo agnolo in return for recognition surrendered luca to charles and the emperor committed it to markwald bishop of augsburg and patriarch of aquileia agnolo was accidentally wounded at luca and the pisans took the opportunity of deposing him crying viva lo imperadore and muoio lo dojo at siena charles found new troubles on charles's previous visit the oligarchy of the nine had been supplanted by a new democratic oligarchy of twelve the nine had now risen against the twelve and were anxious to establish a government in which the grandi should have the largest share the emperor offered to make peace and effected a compromise which was for a time successful having offended the pope by the peace he had made with the visconti he now attempted to ingratiate himself with him he arrived at rome before urban v reached it met him at the porta colina on october twenty first and led his horse by the bridle to the palace of the vatican on november first urban crowned the empress elizabeth in st peter's this complaisance only served to lower the emperor in the eyes of the romans on his return to siena he was attacked by the parties whom he had endeavoured to reconcile was shut up in a palace with nothing to eat and was reduced to such a state of misery and terror that he granted everything he was asked escaping from siena with his bare life he was afraid to enter pisa lest a worse fate should befall him the town being torn asunder by factions he therefore went straight to the friendly city of lucca which he restored to its independence on the payment of two hundred thousand florins thus lucca regained in april thirteen seventy the freedom which she had lost in june fourteenth thirteen fourteen by submitting to uguccione della fagula charles on his way back to germany thought of nothing but amassing money he exacted it on one pretext or another from pisa from florence and from other sources and he used this treasure to beautify his city of prague especially in building the bridge which still exists across the moldau in the meantime pope urban v added to the lustre of a victory over the emperor of the west the submission of the emperor of the east john palaiologus came to rome in thirteen sixty nine to implore the aid of christendom against the turks who under amurath were threatening constantinople he recognized the pope's supremacy abjured his heresies and accepted the doctrines of the catholic faith the document drawn up in greek and latin was sent to all catholic churches he too held the pope's bridle as he rode in procession to the vatican he obtained in return empty bulls and promises but was arrested on his return at venice for debt it is a strange episode in the history of the widowed city that she should have seen in two years 
the two great potentates of the world in submission to the spiritual power whose yoke she herself had so long rejected urban had the further success of reducing perugia to obedience and rousing florence against the visconti the war between france and england which had for a time been suspended by the peace of bretigny now broke out again urban yielded to the persuasions of the french cardinals who persuaded him that his presence was required in the north in order to reconcile the combatants he embarked at corneto on september fifth thirteen seventy and on the twenty fourth of the same month was received with exultation at avignon he never however recovered from the fatigue of the journey and died on december nineteenth the papal see was filled before the close of the year by the election of pierre roger de beaufort who took the name of gregory the eleventh he asked st catherine of siena to pray for him and for the church a demand which gave her great pleasure and hope for the future the new pope shortly found himself in violent conflict with the visconti and the war began to go against them owing to the defection of john hawkwood who being dismissed by the tyrant of milan took refuge with the legate of the pope a truce was concluded at bologna june fourth thirteen seventy five after which hawkwood left the service of the church and marched his company into tuscany this with other reasons produced a violent change in the political relations of florence the provinces of bologna and perugia were governed for the pope by french legates who exhibited the lust and avarice which so often tended to rouse italians to rebel against french domination there were disputes about corn and soreness about the tardy assistance given to the pope in his war against the visconti st catherine in vain tried to maintain a peace between florence and the holy see hawkwood was bought off by a large payment of money and new officers were appointed at florence called the otto di guerra or the eight of war the florentines determined to strengthen the rebellion which had broken out against the papal government and to seek the alliance of the visconti they chose libertà as the device for their standard there was a general rising in all the states of the church eighty towns threw off their allegiance in three days the pope replied by placing florence under an interdict and confiscating the property of florentine merchants a sentence which was taken full advantage of by the creditors of florence in france and england the florentines continued their struggle with such eager enthusiasm that the otto di guerra were known by the name of the otto santi the eight saints bologna threw off the papal yoke and the banner of liberty was sent to rome st catherine did all she could to bring about peace she went to florence and persuaded the government to send ambassadors to avignon she then repaired thither herself and was well received by the pope although she failed in reconciling the combatants she succeeded in persuading gregory the eleventh that the one hope of recovering the dominions of the church lay in his personal presence in italy the pope left avignon on september thirteenth thirteen seventy six embarked at marseilles and on january seventeenth thirteen seventy seven landed at the basilica of st paul the babylonish captivity was at an end, end of section seventeen